folks. Good morning. We are after it here down at KRDO, and we are starting with our hometown hero brought to you by the folks over at Marigolds. We have the pleasure of having Christy on the line. Good morning, Christy. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a wonderful day out there today in Colorado. It is. It is. Yeah, and I was so excited to talk to you. We called you the week prior, too. Did you get our voicemail? <laughs> oh, I was not told about that day. I apologize. <laughs> I did get a voicemail and then didn't get it for hours later. Sorry. No, and it's not your fault at all. I just, you know, we called you the week ahead of time just because we couldn't wait to have you on the show. So, <laughs> oh, anyway, today exciting. today is great because we have a... Um, right after we get done interviewing you, we have a firefighter appreciation brought to you by Dickey. So we're talking all about the firefighter community um, this morning. And you've served uh, Calder Springs Fire Department for over 30 years. Is that correct? Close to 30 years. It'll be 30 years in March. Good for you. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So bring us down that kind of the story of how you got involved and what brought you into that career path. Well, it was not something I always wanted to do or considered. I grew up in Colorado Springs, and I took an EMT class um, after graduating high school and, and being in college. And when we were running on um, alarms with the ambulance company doing the street time to get my EMT certification, I saw the firefighters there going to these medical calls also. And I was asking the ambulance uh, paramedic, like, what are they doing here? Well, they, this is what they do. They do a lot of their job is the medical response as well. And so I was one of those community people at 30 years ago. Actually, that was like 32 years ago. And I got me EMT. Um, I did not know that's what the fire department did. I thought the firefighters fought fires. And when I learned about all the programs and all the things that they did on the streets and um, learned just more about how that much it helped the community in way more ways than just fighting fires, I immediately had an interest in in trying to get on the fire department. And so then you go to, from, from there, you go to the fire academy. Is that correct? So from there, you go through a testing process first. Okay. So it's changed over the course of the years, but it's mostly the same. There's some sort of a written test, an oral interview, some kind of physical agility test. And at the time, there were thousands of applicants trying to get on for my academy had 12 people in it. Um, it took me a two-year list in, at the time. That was how it worked also to get um, accepted and hired. And then you go through an academy after you know passing all the testing, passing the background, and some other um, forms of testing. Then you go through an academy to learn about how to do the job. And then your whole first year is a probationary period, which they still have. And then you're officially on the job um, with opportunities for promotions and to work around the city in different programs. That's great. And so what station did you start at? I started at Station 8, uh, which is it was in a different location than it is now. It was the busiest. It still is one of the busiest. Um, it's the busiest in the city, and it used to be one of the busiest in the country. Um, but I stayed at busy stations, eight, one, Station 1, Station 4. Those are my first three stations as a new person 30 years ago. Um, I've rotated through different stations over the years because different stations provide other opportunities. We have like a high angle station. So baseline, we all do the same job. You call 911, we respond to emergency or a traffic accident or fire, but then every station has some sort of a specialty. And so we have our hazmat guys, we have our high angle heavy rescue, uh, wildland. And right now I'm currently for the last 10 years at station two in the old North end, which is our tactical medical support team. Um, program for our PD officers 
when they go on um, high-risk ops. Okay, and what's your role there right now? I am a driver uh, engineer. I've been that for um, most of my career, last 20 years. So when we see the fire truck hauling down the road, that's you driving there? Yes, when we're safely hauling down the road, (laughs) (laughs) that's me. In one of them, on in, on engine two, on a shift days. Yep, that's my position. That's great. And you have to know the streets probably just right off memory, that whole area. You guys, do you, I'd assume you, do you use GPS? Um, we do now. Okay. When we first, when I first learned, we did not. We have, we have a map book and you would have a map on the wall. We still have our maps on the wall. And that was one of your responsibilities as a driver engineer is to know your district and streets and hundred blocks and where you're going. Of course, um, we didn't have the computer system when we started. We wrote it on a little piece of paper, went to the map, make sure we knew where we were going. Now we have everybody has a smartphone. We have a GPS. We have all the things and tools to help us to get there and to know where hydrant locations are and traffic. And it's a good use, though. That's great. That's great. So, wh- wh- how much longer are you going to serve? That's a great question. <laughs> Look at, I'm just throwing you some, retirement. I'm putting you on the spotlight here. <laughs> it is. It's a tough decision. This has been one of the hardest in my, in my recent months of decision-making. Honestly, I am eligible. I could literally go any day, um, but I still love my job, which I feel so blessed to be able to be in the position I'm in. Um, I go to work, my crew, we have a great time. We work hard. We train hard. We laugh a lot. Um, so it's been a it's been a heavy on my mind of what my next step is going to be because I still really really love showing up and I uh, love running the calls and being out there you know making a difference. Um, so I don't love getting up in the middle of the night. <laughs> so that's the part that I struggle with these days. But um, weighing the pros and cons, I just feel like that pros column is really outweighs the others. So. Yeah, well, we're fortunate know. to have, you know, folks like you who serve because it's you, the passion you have for the job. You're going, I don't want to, you know, it's, it's, t- it's tough to part ways because, you you know, you have the heart of a servant and uh, it's a parent. So we're fortunate to have uh, heroes in our community like yourself who've been serving and for such a long period of time, close to three decades. So we, we just thank yeah. you for your, your service and sacrifice. Thank you. I appreciate it. So the folks over at Marigold's, Gasson will reach out to you. He's the owner. He'll set you up and a guest for uh, dinner, drinks, dessert, as just a thank you for everything you are doing for our community and everything you've done for our community. Wow, that's very awesome. We appreciate it very much. And, um, yeah, I feel blessed to be a part of it. All right. We'll look for you. Next time I'm in the Old North End, I'm getting passed by a fire truck. I'll look up and see if that's you driving. Okay, do. And if you're by the station, come in. I'll give you a tour. I give good tours also. There you go. I love it. I love it. That's right. great. Christy, have a great weekend. Thank you. You do as well. Thank you. You have got it. Day. All right, Bye-bye. folks. There's another hometown hero right here in Colorado Springs. Christy serving close to 30 years. Colorado Springs Fire Department uh, brought to you by the folks over at Marigold's. We are going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we're going to be right back here talking about a great event supporting the firefighters in our community.
Okay, folks, we are back after it here. We're talking all things fire, CSFD, um, firefighter appreciation event. We have uh, Bob on with uh, Dickies. Bob, how are you? Doing well, sir. Thanks for the opportunity to chat with you this morning. Hey, you got it. It was fun. We had a long time firefighter on Christy, um, who served close to 30 years. So this is a great segue. Um, tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing, how you got involved in this event, firefighter appreciation. Well, what we're doing is on Friday, this coming Friday, the January 26th, um, all five of our locations here in uh, Colorado Springs for Dickie's barbecue pit, we are donating 50% of all sales to the firefighter, to the fire department uh, for various things um, like the uh, junior cadet program, making sure they've got protective gear, uh, whatever else that they would need, and whatever whatever missing items might be required by the by the fire department folks. So we're donating that, and one of the reasons we're doing that is um, my son and his business partner actually own all of the Dickies in town now. They conducted a hostile takeover of the family business a couple of years ago. <laughs> so so I, I am now a highly unpaid consultant to my son and, and his uh, buddy from high school, who is now actually a, a captain out at Shriver Flying Satellites. Um, but his dad um, is a, a retired uh, captain in the, in the uh, fire department, and we have worked at a number of times with shield 616 to raise money for first responders and my son thought this would be a great opportunity to expand that a little bit and focus this time on just the uh, fire department and all the firefighters so we've got a connection i'm a retired air force uh law enforcement uh, security guy so i've got a soft spot for 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 law enforcement and like i say uh, the business partner ethan um his dad's a retired firefighters so we wanted to do something different and unique and so we set this up and we're really pumped about it that's great and it looks like here i'm looking at the flyer you guys have a total of five locations is that correct yep the uh, first one's on garden of the gods and centennial then we have one on austin bluffs and academy by the um walmart grocery store there um interquest and i-25 kind of right in front of the shields next to the come and go uh, gas station. We have one down on Constitution and Mark Scheffel by the big, uh, the King Super Marketplace down there. And there's one down by Fort Carson on Cheyenne Meadows Road in the King Super uh, Shopping Center down there. So all, all of them are open uh, from 11 until 9. And all, like I said, all the sales will take 50% of it and donate it to the fire department. That's so, so great. What a great cause. And really, you guys are a convenient location for anyone listening to this. You got one within 10 minutes of you, you know, really conveniently put out through Calder Springs here. And so, folks, that's Friday, January 26th, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., 50% of the sales going to Colorado Springs Fire Department. A great cause and good food. I've ate at Dickie's plenty of times, so um, it's a double whammy. And, uh, Bob, tell us also, is this the first time you're doing this or has this been done before? Well, it's the first time we've done it like this, especially targeted for the fire department. We have, like I said, uh, on the borders, what is it? Uh, border to border, um, uh, fundraiser that they have. Yeah. With, um, with the, shield 616, the bike ride yep. that they do. I, I, um, I'm a sponsor as well, but I see you guys uh, right, right actually. I have one of the jerseys hanging in my office, and there it is. You're right next to me, yep. Dickie's Barbecue. 
Outstanding. Well, and we actually sent our one of our catering vans and one of our uh, regional managers on that trip. So he was helping cook food and arrange meals for all the riders, and it was quite a quite an operation. But we were really happy to support that. And we've done other things with Shield Six One Six again for first responders in general. But this is the first time we've done it specifically for the fire department, and we're we're donating a little bit more. And normally, it's a little bit different setup. And if this goes well. Uh, we actually plan to do maybe something in the summer uh, for the police department here for because uh, there's numerous, as you know, numerous police organizations here on the front range in El Paso County, and a lot of them are uh, in need of some additional equipment. So if this goes well, we'll probably do something similar in the summer for the uh, for the police departments. Well, keep us posted because it's a great cause, and you know. CSPD and the Sheriff's Department here, um, you know, we're so fortunate along with CSFD to have just amazing, amazing servants in our community. And uh, we have some of the best, I believe, in the whole country. So any event, you know, that we can support, you're listening to this, we're talking about firefighter appreciation. It's Friday, January 26th from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Um, plenty of locations. It's Dickie's Barbecue. Just pop it in your uh, GPS and uh, make a note to participate in this next Friday because 50% of the sales um, are supporting our, our local heroes here, our firefighters. So, Bob, am I, am I missing anything else, any other details we should be sharing? No, just want to remind everybody that we have great proteins, brisket, pulled pork, uh, and we smoke the brisket and the pork butts about 12 to 14 hours. So it comes out, we do it nice, low and slow, and, and they come out really good. We've got a bunch of great sides. And people that have been into our restaurant know what a great staff we have. We have kids that and, and young adults that are working hard. And so we're just excited to share that. Yeah, it's great. I've been plenty of times. Food's phenomenal. I I, bet, I like the one down at Cheyenne Meadows Road. It's uh, it's close to home. So, folks, you got Austin Bluffs Parkway, Cheyenne Meadows Road, Constitution, Garden of the Gods Road, Interquest Parkway, and uh, you know, this isn't. Gonna, it sounds like this is just the start of many other events that Dickie's going to be doing for the community. You know, mentioning helping out law enforcement later in the year. So, I'd stay tuned to you know, other things they're going to be doing. It's a, it's a great cause, Bob, and we, we appreciate you giving back to the community. It's such a great thing. Well, thank you. We, we want to be good, good corporate citizens and, and, and support the community because um, we've had interaction with the fire department with folks that have been hurt and they do a great job and, and we're just happy to be able to do a small part to help them out. It's great. All right, folks. Once again, Firefighter Appreciation, next Friday, January 26th, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Get over to Dickie's Barbecue. Support this great event. Support our Colorado Springs Fire Department. Bob, thanks for taking the time to join us. Really appreciate your uh, efforts helping us out. Take care. Hey, you got it. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break with ABC News. Then we're going to be right back here on The Extra. Stick around. All right, folks, we are back into it here. That was fun doing uh, the fundraiser deal for CSFD with Dickies. That's next Friday. That's right, folks. Uh, any Dickies location, pop in your GPS, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. 50% of the sales go in to support Carter Springs Fire Department. And uh, now we have uh, on the line here, Austin Darby, Main Street Insurance. How are we doing, Austin? Hey, doing great today, Justin. Thanks for having me on. You got it. And, you know, it, it's funny because before 
we talk insurance is kind of you know no one took great interest in it and now all of a sudden it's a hot topic because everyone's experiencing an increase in their rates they're having a tough time getting claims approved and so insurance is the forefront on people's minds right now what are you seeing um, as far as the big changes and how you guys are pivoting to help your clients yeah one of the biggest things that I'm seeing that I don't think we've really talked about before is I mean of course they're they're increasing rates but one of the big things is they're tightening up guidelines and they're putting in a bunch of extra I guess parameters to when when you do have a policy issued so I've just noticed that a lot of companies whenever you're issuing a policy they're bouncing back with verification pages or before you even submit the policy they're asking for these verifications and what I mean by that is like if you say that you have a roof that was put on in 2022, they're asking for a document proving that you just got a new roof in 2022. They're asking what kind of roof. They're, they're really digging in and looking into what you have and being more specific with who they want to cover, which is something that we have talked about in the past, which is, you know, yes, you want your insurance company to take care of you, but also do your due diligence and take care of your own home. And that's exactly where we're at with you know, putting on a class for uh, shingle, you know, doing stuff like that. So the insurance company goes, yeah, we'll take on this risk and we'll give you a preferred rate because you did take care of your home. You're taking care of your asset. So they're going to be more willing to back you, you know, in the event of a catastrophic event. Yeah. And, you know, that's the other thing too, is uh, we used to never see that um, insurance companies have somebody come out, take a look at the house. And now that's happening more often. And they're saying, hey, you got to trim back the trees. You have to, you know, put a handrail here. Um, And so they're definitely, you know, they're trying to protect themselves as well. Yeah, exactly. Like when I first started in insurance, oh gosh, six, seven years ago now, it, it was almost rare that an insurance company would actually go out and do an inspection because they were just signing anyone and everyone and, you know, giving good rates out. And it was, it was just a, you know, a free for all. Everybody was trying to win new business. And then, you know, once the storms and the impacts started to come in and these insurance companies, accountants were going, Hey, look, you're paying more in Colorado than you're receiving. Uh, you need to tighten up your books. And so they've hired a ton of people, you know, just to go out and do that. Just like the IRS is hiring a ton of people to make sure you're doing your due diligence on your taxes. So it's one of those things where that's what we're seeing right now is every property that we insure is getting an inspection. And I even had it where it was, you know, a ridiculous one and, and was annoying, but I had a guy with a 2019 roof and they doubled his rate because they said the roof looked damaged and they had a drone fly over. And when the drone flew over, the pictures that they sent saying it looked damaged, it was just bird poop on the roof. So, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> Where exactly. And then we, we, you know, he went up there, cleaned off the dirt, bird poop, took new pictures, and the insurance company was willing to drop the rate back down because they saw that the roof was not damaged, that in fact it was just, you know, the photos that it looked damaged, it just ended up being bird poop. So it's just these companies are getting a lot more strict with what they want to insure. And that's one of the biggest things I wanted to talk with you about is, you know, partner with, with guys like us who recommend quality contractors, you know. So whenever you are putting on a new roof, and you are doing stuff like this, you're not putting on the same roof that's going to have to be replaced every two to three years. And then your insurance rates are going to be super high and companies aren't going to want to write you. 
Yeah, and that's, I think, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break here and we'll be back with Austin Darby, Main Street Insurance. He's going to talk about the top things you can do to save money when it comes to your insurance. And uh, his, his phone number is 719-464-4705. That's 464-4705. You can text him. Um, you know, and, and the nice thing is he's a broker, so he can pull up 30 different insurance companies or more and take a look at who's giving the best coverage and who's, you know, the, the best as far as rate as well. So stick around. You're listening to the extra. We'll be right back after these messages. Okay, folks, thanks for sticking with us. We're talking with Austin Darby, Main Street Insurance in Austin. Real quick, just explain to the listeners difference between, um, I know the, the term captive or what, what's the other agent where you're a broker or you're, represent, you're just working for State Farm. Um, lay that out for us if you can. Yeah, that's exactly it. So a captive agent is someone who just works for one of the captive agencies, which they're getting few and far between. They're getting you know less and less. It's really at this point, Farmers, American Family, State Farm, and USAA. Those are pretty much our only captives left. Like we just take uh, took on Allstate, which used to be captive. We took on Nationwide, which used to be captive. We have Liberty Mutual, who used to be captive. So a lot of these companies are now going to an independent model instead of just having captive agents, which doesn't make the captive agents happy, but it makes it better for you because then you can go to one person that can shop all of these companies for you. And it also is in the end, the company's not paying employees. You know, they're, they're paying independent contractors essentially, right? So they're only paying you a commission if you bring them new business and they're not paying you a salary. So that's why these companies are starting to do that. But an independent broker like myself, we can write every company besides the few that I listed and the few that I can't write. I partner with them to make sure when we do an insurance review, we can give you a full spectrum of every company. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing really for the consumer is, hey, you're doing your due diligence, you're doing research. Everyone who's out there, instead of saying, hey, well, you know, I've been with State Farm for 20 years and I'm just going to renew with them. My rates went up, but tough luck, you know. That's There's this mindset of, hey – I'm getting the best deal because I've been with them so long because of my loyalty. They're going to give me a better deal. It's a misconception that the consumer has. Yeah, definitely. And and you kind of ask, what's the best way to save money? I mean, give me a call, 719-464-4705, and we can do an insurance review, and I won't take more than 10 minutes of your time. Worst case scenario, you wasted 10 minutes, and I don't get to do anything for you. But more often than not, I'm able to shop with every company, and at least see if your coverage is right, if your rate is as is, is best as it can be. And, you know, we can sit down and look at all that kind of stuff. And in my opinion, people just let it go and let it go. And like you said, a lot of people don't even understand you're supposed to re-rate your home. If not every year, it's actually required by law every two years. And a lot of companies don't even do that. But you're supposed to do your replacement cost calculation every two years. So that's something that we have set up in our system to make sure when you hit these high inflation, you know, that we had the jokes about how the, you know, if you own a couple two by fours, you're a millionaire because that's, that kind of stuff was going up so high. Right. So make sure that you're running that replacement cost estimator. You're insuring your home to value. Yeah. It's sad because we had the community up North and Colorado with the fire. And it, that was the thing that came out of that was a lot of these homes were so far underinsured as far as replacement costs, because we saw prior to COVID that, you know, the cost of building a home was half the price of what it is now. And unfortunately, people didn't update their coverage. You know, it's not something 
you know, people have on the forefront of their mind as, hey, what's my coverage on my insurance? They kind of put it on autopilot. And now with the changes in the industry, you have to pay attention to, to your insurance. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, look at Broadmore Bluffs in the early 2000s. Homes were going from three hundred to 500000 If you still carry that same insurance that you had 20 years ago and you're covering your home for four hundred, five hundred thousand. 500000 there's no way you're going to be able to rebuild that 4,000, 5,000 square foot home that's now worth almost a million. It, it, it's just crazy. But a lot of people don't realize that's the coverage they still have, but they're happy with the rate because the rate stays low because your coverage is low. But then at the end of the day, when that thing burns down because a fire comes over the hill, you know, you're going to build half a house or maybe you can build yourself a guest house. Yeah, no kidding. And let's talk to a little bit about um, having umbrella insurance. You know, we live in a world where people get so sue happy and you may have young teenagers who are, you know, starting to drive or you may have your own small business, maybe rental properties. Talk a little bit about the extra coverage you can get in today's world. Yeah, definitely. It's super cheap and easy and people, you know, don't want to pay any extra money for things. And I get that, you know, especially with inflation, times are tough and budget's tight. But for $300 a year, you have an additional million dollars in coverage. And if you own your home, you're going to you're going to have a million dollars in assets in Colorado Springs. It just is what it is. If you're in the Colorado area in general, your home is worth at least a half a million. And then you think about your cars, you think about everything else. If someone comes after you, they're seizing those assets. I guarantee you most people have a million dollars in assets, even if you don't think so, or even if you didn't pay that for what you have, it's worth that now. And that's what someone can come after you for. So why not spend that $300 a year, less than $30 a month to get that million dollars in coverage? It's it's so important just getting the extra coverage to protect you. And especially if you have um, rental properties, so many people get caught up in having an LLC. That's the first thing they think of. And it's like, Hey, you know, having, if, if you own a house, cash, right? You bought it cash. Um, it's an LLC. They can still go after all the equity in your in your property, right? Exactly. They can go after what it's worth, not just what you paid for it, like you said. And that's exactly it. It's, it's protect yourself correctly. And people know, and I mean, lawyers know as well. If you have the umbrella policy, they're going to settle with that. They know they're going to get that million bucks. So they're not going to nickel and dime you to get 1.2 a lot of times that's what they see. They go, oh, this person has the umbrella. We'll just settle with the umbrella company. And it's it's one of those things where I've seen it a couple times where it gets nasty if you don't have that coverage. And, you know, they try to seize everything and they hold you up in court. The biggest thing is your time. So you saved 300 bucks a year, but now you're sitting in court for two years. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, and just the mental stress that puts on you. And, I mean, it's, uh, it's worth it. And you may only have one big-time you know, hopefully none, but if you do have one big time thing, you know, at least you got the coverage for that instead of maybe losing, you know, one of your greatest assets. Exactly. And and like you said, it's the stress and everything that comes with that kind of lawsuit and something like that compared to being able to just settle with your umbrella is huge. Exactly, folks. And, you know, and if you own rental property, it's tax write off too. I mean, you got to think about these things and ultimately it's, the world of insurance, right? Like everything else has become more complicated than it used to be. And so that's why it's important, you know, I would do an insurance checkup and look at everything, you know, via cars, via umbrella, via your house, via your rental properties. And the nice thing about Austin is you're not going to get stuck on 1-800 number. You give them a call at 719-464-464. 4705. That's 464 
877-867-4705. And, uh, you know, he's going to look at everything for you. You talk to him directly, and he's going to let you know, hey, these are areas where you're, you know, opening yourself up to a lot of risk or hey, you might be overcoveraged, or hey, you're paying a ton on your rates, or hey, you don't have the proper coverage, you know, and we can end on this one, the proper coverage on your HO6 townhouse because um, everything's gotten so expensive when you get assessments. Exactly, yeah, because you get that studs in coverage, and the honest truth now is studs are more expensive, you know, so it's it's making sure you bulk up that coverage a little bit. It's not super expensive, and and I know we experienced a 50% average rate increase in Colorado over 2023. So a lot of times people don't see that because the mortgage company a lot of times will pay your bill. So they don't see that bill. They just see their mortgage uh, payment increase slightly. And they think maybe it's just taxes, whatever. But you might have had a $1,000 jump on your insurance last year. Yeah, I mean, it's just, that, folks, the HO6, it's so important, your gap coverage. You got to take a look at that. Uh, because the assessments are, you may not be covered under what you're, you may only be covered up to 20,000. That assessment comes in at 40, 50,000, correct, Austin? Exactly. And, and the assessment coverage is easy and cheap to add to your policy. And a lot of people don't have it because the assessments used to be a lot cheaper. I mean, that's it, folks. You, you got to, you think, hey, the time, the effort, putting in the phone call, getting the information, you know, and you don't want to do it, you have to. Because you're one hailstorm away from possibly having, you hear these stories, people in HOAs going, they got to come up with twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 because they didn't have the proper coverage. Exactly. And the reason for that is because the property value is increasing and also the deductible is increasing. So when you have a percentage of that property value, say like a condo association where there's $50 million in building coverage, 1% of $50 million dollars is a large amount and they spread that out across the owners of each condo. So that's why the rates are so much higher for those assessments. There it is folks. We got about 30 seconds left. Austin, what's a good way for people to reach out to you? Yeah. 719-464-4705. That's my cell phone text call anytime. And I'm happy to give you an insurance review. There you go, folks. 464-4705. Austin Darby with Main Street Insurance. Thanks for taking the time to give us some tips this morning, Austin. Yeah. Thanks so much, Justin. All right, folks, that's another show of The Extra. Thanks for tuning in, and you have Tom Martino joining you next.